When my son Jacob and I were talking about this morning, the word that came up was faith. And faith is is such a significant word for each one of us to think about. It's that reliant in God, that reliance upon Him when everything else seems to be uh, overcoming us at times. When I was around nine or ten years old, I was watching TV one day and I watched a movie that really caught my eye about somebody that was very intriguing. And the person who played the main role was Jimmy Stewart. And everybody knows him from It's a Wonderful Life and movies like that, but he played a very significant person in history. He played Charles Lindbergh in the movie called The Spirit of St. Louis after his airplane. And when you talk about faith, think about being the first one to fly over the ocean. You had to prepare things, make sure that what you were doing was going to work. But, amidst all that, he had to have faith. He had to have faith. I want you to know that when you think about this airplane that he was using, one of the cool things about it was he didn't see forward. He needed all that space for gas. And he needed it under him. He needed it in the wings. They say he had a 450 gallons of gas to make sure, or fuel at that time for an airplane. And he needed it to make it across the Atlantic Ocean. Even more amazing, too, was the fact that he built it, they built it in the only way that as they think about this airplane is, how are we going to make this so it may fly that whole distance? And they made all of it. And along the way, it helped him. But what I want to ask you is, what would you think if you had a daunting task ahead of you? And what would you say to yourself? Would you be thinking about all those minor details? Yes, you would, but nobody had ever flown over the ocean before. And as he went forth, he had to go forth in one thing. He had to go forth in faith, knowing that indeed all would be taken care of. Now, this morning, as we talk about faith, I'd like us to think of the faith of Abraham. And many of us, as we think of Abraham, we know many things, but I would like you to ask, to ask you, as you hear this part of Scripture, consider it yourself. How would you respond? What would you have done 
as you think about all that He had to go through in the sacrifice of His son Isaac. Open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 22, verses 1 through 12. Deuteronomy 22, 1 through 12, reading in Jesus' name. And after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them, together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. My son. So they went, both of them, together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there was a ram that was to be sacrificed. A little word of advice to everybody as you think about this. Do not ever ask God to test your faith unless you are prepared to give up everything. This would probably be a direct quote from Abraham himself as he was on Mount Moriah with his his son. What I want us to think about here is just to understand that this father had for so long wished 
for a son. God had told them He would have a son, and He had told them that many generations would come from the son. And now after all this, God tells him, what I want you to do is I want you to take your son, and I want you to go up onto the mountain, and I want you to sacrifice him. Now, what would you and I do at this moment? Wait a sec. Time out. I need to think about this a little bit. Did Abraham? No, he did not. He did not ponder that for a moment. He went on, listened to God, and obeyed. Abraham did not question God, but according to our text, he simply got up and listened. Now, we must not forget that this son Isaac represented a lot to Abraham. A lot to the people of Israel. For God to call him forth and sacrifice Isaac now, after saying that through this child the covenant would be established, to me it would be mind-blowing. You would just think, what? What is going on? How could this be? Abraham might have been confused, but he does not show it. But instead, what does he do? He goes forth by faith. Trusting God means trusting Him with everything. As seniors... You've learned a lot of wonderful things. And you've learned a few things that you'd probably like to throw in the garbage. I recognize that. But you grab the things that you think are important. Hold on to them. And hold on to the Word. Remember that it is God who gives us what we need. He will prepare us. He will help us. But the question I would like to ask, especially you seniors and everybody here, is what are we ready to lose for the sake of Jesus? We are often so selfish with our things, our time, and especially our money. No, don't go there, Pastor. I've heard a lot of people say, but it is a reality. We need to recognize that all of this stuff, everything we have, is God's. Now, how about our children, our families? Are we willing to give them to God completely and trust that He will indeed guide and direct them? We need to. It's something we learn in life and we're thankful at those moments when we stop and we say, I can't do anything. It's yours, Lord. My uh, mother-in-law was known to be a a woman of... or Not mother-in-law, she is. But my... uh, 
godmother. Thank you. Her name was Verna. And Verna had this faith that was incredible. One day as she was driving, she lost control of her car and she threw her hands up in the air and she said, Lord, take me home. And sure enough, they were fine and they made it through the accident. She led by faith knowing that God will help. Now, I'm not telling everybody to try that out, but it worked in that circumstance. Now, let's go back to our text. And when you think about Abraham, one of the cool points is he leaves his men aside and he talks to them and tells them, you know, I'm going to be going up with my son. But do you ever notice that as he's saying that, he says, I'll be coming back with him as well. He still held on knowing that God will be there and provide. It wasn't like he was saying it in defiance of God. He was saying that, I trust you, Lord. You've helped me through everything I've gone through up to this point. He does not question God. He goes forth with his son. He doesn't quite tell his son yet what's going on. But he goes on up with his son and What I want us to remember is that when our eyes are on the Lord, the path always seems to be so clear, so direct, so focused, that we don't lose direction. It's when we, like the apostles standing on the water, all of a sudden thinks about the fact, I'm walking on water. What happens? He starts to sink. He's nervous. He took his eyes off the Father. Oswald Chambers had a good quote about what happened now as Abraham was with his son. He says, the great point of Abraham's faith in God was that he was prepared to do anything for God. He was there to obey God, no matter to what belief he went contrary. Abraham was not a devotee devotee to his own convictions, or he would have slain Isaac and said that the voice of the angel was the voice of the devil. That is the attitude of a fanatic. If you remain true to God, God will lead you. And He'll lead you straight through every barrier into the inner chamber of the knowledge of Himself. I want you to know that you'll have difficult times ahead. But who is the one that you are counting upon? It is God that directs. It is God that leads. Abraham was able to go to the point of even raising that knife and getting ready. And there he stopped. 
can you even imagine that? On your own child, he stopped. And as a father, this story really hits home, and I wonder if I would have acted in obedience like Abraham, or if I would have rather chosen a different path and walked away much like the rich man when God told him to give him everything. This now is very important. The fact that underscores all of this is that God did not spare His own Son, but turned away and allowed Jesus to be alone and take on all the sins of the world. And as He went to and hung upon the cross and died, we, each one of us, need to identify with this fact. Jesus died for each one of us. He alone could. He was perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. We lack. We sin. We falter. But because Jesus died, we can indeed call upon His name in any and every circumstance. When you take steps forward, seniors, when you're wondering at that moment, what do I do next? Don't ask the question and try to get the answer from the computer on the Internet. Unless you're looking in the Word. No, I'll give you that. But the thing is, I want you to recognize that it is at that moment that we need to call upon Jesus. That like Abraham, he kept his eyes on the Lord. And if in life you struggle, you'll notice at those struggling points in life that it's typically because we take our eyes off the Lord that we have the problems. So not only seniors, I'm calling forth each one of us to draw near to God by faith, through faith, in Him today. Graduates, remember as you make your steps into life after high school that each one of us walk out with hopes and dreams. But God calls us to take steps of faith. Please do so every day. And if you're wondering at any moment, what is the answer? Remember what Jesus did. He died for us. He died for our sin. He forgave us. Call upon His name today. The cross is empty now because Jesus completed the work of atonement. Call upon Jesus today for forgiveness.
that He alone offers if you are indeed struggling. I pray that the peace and forgiveness of God may be multiplied unto each and every one of you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we consider Your words, we thank You for the faith that Abraham had. I think many of us wonder if we would have run so far away or complained or who knows. But Lord, we thank You for this example, for this lesson. And we thank You most of all that through Jesus we have forgiveness for all our sins. Help us to confess to others if we have wronged them. Help us to confess to You. Lord, I ask Your blessing upon our graduating class here, that You would guide each person, each situation, and their families and loved ones. We pray this in Your most perfect name. Amen.